Yo, 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 what's happening? Nico here. How ready are you to stop that behavior, stop the substance that is causing you the most pain in your life? I asked that question because I recently had this form created for my website that they use in various facilities for various reasons to determine someone's readiness to stop. Me and the individual who was creating it for me, we had to work together, so I had them taking it every time that they sent me uh, that they were done. I had them take it just so I could see if it was the way that I wanted it built, right? Like we were doing our test runs. And I got to thinking, like, how can I make this form more accessible and available to others who want to change their behavior, not just substances? But then my brain automatically goes to how many people are actually ready? How many people are actually ready to put in the work? We say that we're ready in an emotional state most of the time. High emotions will cause us to you know, make some decisions. Sometimes they're poor decisions. Sometimes they're decisions that benefit us. But either way, we got to make a decision. And will we stick to that decision after the emotion has left? That's what real readiness means to me. Uh, I do, they call street outreach. And I'll go talk to individuals who are living on the streets. Um, There is a idea that as soon as somebody says, okay, I'm ready. Boom, you take them and you get them into a facility right then and there. I believe for some people that's helpful. I believe that there's some individuals who are just inspired at that moment and done with what's going on at that moment. that they end up going, right? Then 72 hours later, a day later, uh, they leave whatever treatment it is against advice. <laughs> they They leave and they go right back to what was before that moment that they were inspired or that they were fed up. And then you get to that moment that you are fed up again and somebody inspires you and you hop back into a treatment. It's a start and stop thing that happens. I enjoy working with individuals who are 
actually ready. And most of the time, it's not the ones who um, just make that decision right then and there. Most of the time, they're the ones that silently lurk, watch, watch what you're doing, see if they could pick up. Uh, usually, it starts off with seeing if they could pick you apart. Oh, he does this, he does that. See, he doesn't doesn't live a completely sober life. He drinks coffee and caffeine is a substance. And okay, cool. I also have a definition of sober where I drink coffee up until twelve, and then after twelve, I drink nothing but water and even before that like that's my cap so I have situations in my own life where some individuals would say hey you're actually not sober right because you drink coffee because you eat skittles Nico get a sugar rush and you can become dependent on that okay I really enjoy working with the individuals who like all the, to ask those questions because it means they're curious they haven't made the decision yet they're dancing around it <laughs> I enjoy watching UFC I have a background in wrestling I have a background in uh, coaching so I, I love UFC is the closest thing. When when it came out, I was so excited because the only other time that I saw the sport that I loved, the sport that taught me so many things, uh, nationally promoted or internationally promoted was in the Olympics. UFC is a violent sport, but it's the closest thing to wrestling that I could find. A lot of people show up to those fights and if you've been around them enough you know that after those fights there's usually a lot of fights people get so amped up watching the UFC fights they think they can do it they think they're ready to go Three rounds, four rounds, five rounds, two minutes of pop, another man smashing his fist into your face. They believe they're ready. They just watched uh, Carlos Conduit knock someone out. They just watched Cowboy Cerrone before he retired. Diego Sanchez. These are some UFC fighters who are also from here, Albuquerque. It gets real close to home and these fans, these people following a name, they think they can do it. And then they get punched in the mouth. Then they get jumped. Then they get a kick to the jaw in a street fight. And it's a whole different reality for them. I've seen it happen. It's 
it's interesting to me how much that parallels those who want to make behavior change, change their substance use. You see somebody who has stopped drinking for 24 months plus. You see somebody who you used to know shot heroin, used dope, and now they're clean. You think, I can change my behavior if I've seen them do it. I'm sure I can do it. Few times people are actually ready to do the work that is required to be inside the octagon to do this recovery lifestyle. Self-development is what I like to call it. Very few people you'll notice are actually consciously working on themselves to be better individuals. It's intentional. These fighters that I just named off, they don't. <laughs> they don't just hang out all week and then go jump in the ring. Ah, they're training sometimes two or three times a day, months in advance to their fights. Some of them stay fight ready all year long. Too many individuals want to jump in the octagon without actually doing the months of work beforehand. They're not even willing to go run a lap, do 10 push-ups. They're not willing to feel a little bit sore from pushing themselves a little bit further that day than they did the day before. But everybody wants to get the glory of being in the ring with their hand held up. Everybody wants to have the <laughs> tragedy, is what I call it, of the underdog story. Right? The comeback. Those are tragedies to me. My story, I should say, is a tragedy. Many men want to have the 10 years clean story, two hip replacements, no baby mamas, no felonies, got degrees and published books. Knows what it's like to sleep on the street. But very few individuals will be willing to go do the work that came along with all of those accolades, if you want to call them that. I ask, are you really ready to do what you say that you want to do? Because that is crucial. To know that you're committed to it even after the, mom the moment and emotion and everything that came along with saying it has ended. If you're actually ready to do it, then you'll find any way to get it done. Many individuals see that first barrier, that first life event. They get that first punch to the face. <laughs> and it's, oh, I was just talking shit, bro. My bad, my bad. Why you, why you gotta be like that? 
when just a few moments before they were dogging, looking mean. It's, it cracks me up because I've been there, like I said, I've done it myself. So, to identify if you're really ready, you need to be emotionally attached to the journey that's going to happen, not the outcome. The outcome is a byproduct. Not drinking is a byproduct of developing yourself as a human being. Not using drugs, not lashing out in anger, not being lustful over things that you shouldn't be lustful over. Yeah, all of that comes from being a person that you admire. Most people aren't ready to be that person that they needed when they were growing up. So that's why they're not ready to develop into that individual quick note you were called to be someone special that person that you needed is the one that you're called to create so go create them my goal is not to tell you guys how to do sobriety it's to make sure you're prepped to uh, deal with the punches that come the life events that happen remember it's okay not to be perfect it's okay to have no halo <laughs>